This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Good morning and welcome to the show. Today is September 24th. Welcome to our Thursday show. It is good to have you along with us and we do have a lot uh, coming up on today's show. We've got uh, celebrity interviews, so guests. We've got a true crime report coming up later. We're going to go around the room. Everybody's going to share uh, what we're working on in our own departments today. And I want to just give out that phone number. If anybody wants to call in during the show, be part of the show. Give us a call on the toll-free studio line, 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. And that puts you in touch with the Buzz Adams Morning Show. If you want to see what's happening in the studio, if you want to uh, peruse the chat that goes on, that's over at Facebook. Find Buzz Adams Morning Show at Facebook, and you'll see today's video. You click on that, and you can see what people are chatting about. You can join in the chat if you like. Hey, so just uh, to clarify, like, it's a policy. If somebody uses a swear word, even if it's a mild swear word, like the post gets, uh, I don't know, dampered, dampened? Probably. I don't know. We don't have anything to do with that. Who right, Is that just a setting? It's a Facebook thing, yeah. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Because I, I see people using bad words on, on Facebook all the time. Yeah, well, that's something that, that when they put it in our chat for some reason it oh, okay generally it just hides well it. i thought maybe that was the case because some of them are pretty mild what you would consider consider mild and i was like wow if brandon's doing this nope he's really gotten uh, but it's not you it's like an automatic thing if you use a yep. a bad word yeah okay. i think it's a filter that that facebook has well i think there was some conf- confusion people thought they were being they're Comments were being deleted because of a, a position they took or an opinion. Now it's, no, the only it's thing just that, a bad word. <laughs> no, the, the bad word is a Facebook thing. The only thing that will get you banned in our Facebook that comes from us is if you're just being a dick. Okay. Like, there's no need for that. So, How about the ads? Have you ever seen that where it's like something pops up and, and somebody's trying to sell some some ad? Yeah, that'll get you blocked. During the, that'll yeah, get you blocked, no. right? Well, good morning. Let's go ahead and uh, head around the room. Everybody uh, talk about what you got coming up for us today. It's a good way kind of to set up the show for today. Brandon, start us off with sports. What do we have coming up on sports headlines today? On Sunday, the Los Angeles Chargers started quarterback Justin Herbert. He found out before the game, I mean minutes, truly minutes before the game started. Come to find out, Tyrod Taylor was rushed to the hospital with uh. chest pains. Oh, dear. The chest pain was because the doctor punctured his lung with a needle. The team doctor. The yeah. team doctor. They were trying to administer a pain shot, and apparently he punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung. Do you just get fired at that point, or like what happens after that? Sit in timeout, maybe? Go, go run yeah, a couple I laps? I mean, I'm sure it wasn't intentional, I guess, um, but yeah. You never know. The team doctor might be a Duck fan and really wants uh, Justin Herbert out there. But yeah, truly Justin Herbert found out moments before the game started. And they handled themselves pretty stinking well against the defending champions. They almost won that game. Yeah, right. That was a good game. Uh, for Thursday night football tonight on the NFL Network, it's 
do they call it Bedlam if it's in the pros? It's Jacksonville versus Miami. You know, it's Bedlam if you're two big rivals in state. I don't uh, think Jacksonville and Miami are rivals at all. I mean, yeah, they're both well, from the state of Florida, but I don't think there's any rivalry there. It's not like Florida State, Miami. Okay. Rivals for the Dolphins are within their division. You're looking at the Patriots, the Jets, and the Bills. I thought I thought maybe Bedlam just applied because they used to call UTEP versus New Mexico State. In addition to the Battle of I-10, they would call it Be- uh, Bedlam. Uh, anyway, that's who's playing tonight. Jaguars hosting the Dolphins. Minshew tonight. mania, baby. Gardner Minshew. I saw. Where's uh, Where's Blake Bortles? He just he just signed with. Uh, crap. Right. I just saw he Blake just, Bortles' names come come across. Yeah, the sports he just wire. Signed, and you know what? And I've I've been listening to fantasy football podcasts this week. I should know that, but yeah, he just signed with somebody this week. Um, because of just this rash of injuries that have taken over the. Uh, um, the NFL, they need quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, he signed with Denver because oh, uh, right. Drew Locke is going to be out for a few weeks. So there's just, I mean, no, just injuries in general. And this is something we have coming up in sports, too. Like the 49ers, I mentioned this yesterday. The 49ers just got decimated by injuries, torn ACLs. Jimmy Garoppolo's got a high ankle sprain. Two running backs, Tevin Coleman and um, Mostert, both went down with injuries. So, they're decimated. This was at MetLife Stadium where they were playing the New York Jets. They're going to be back at that same stadium this Sunday. And the team has said, like, we're anxious about playing there because we don't trust that turf. Like, look at the amount of injuries that we had. Mm-hmm. So the NFL is looking into the turf, by the way, at MetLife Stadium. And in the NBA, the Heat took a 3-1 to lead in the Eastern Conference Finals with a win over the Celtics. So that series stands. Uh, the Heat 3, Celtics 1 in that series. Joining entertainment news, what do we have kind of at the top of the pile on entertainment news today? Carol Baskin is being sued for defamation by the family of her missing husband, Don Lewis. Killed her. Husband. Whacked him. That Mm -hmm. is one of the reasons why in their lawsuit, Lewis's family claims that Baskin didn't condemn or correct the comments about him while on Dancing with the Stars when the judges brought up the TikTok videos inspired by her storyline in Tiger King. Wait. She didn't what? Apparently they made a joke on Dancing with the Stars. About the dead ex husband. About the dead about the TikTok videos that have that song, Carol Basket. Killed her, husband, husband whacked, whacked him. him. Can't convince me uh-huh. that it didn't happen. And she didn't correct them or condemn those comments. And they're suing her for what? Defamation. I don't think you could be sued for defamation for something you didn't say. Okay, and so <laughs> another part of the the lawsuit also claims that Baskin has been uploading and publishing new information about her relationship with Don Lewis in videos and diary entries, which she claims are from the past. Okay, again, I don't see that as being a defamation case. Well, she's being sued right. for it. Well, there's apparently a real lawyer out there who does believe that, so mm-hmm. uh, it's l- happening. Lisa, how about news? What do we have at the top of the news? I have a feeling I know. Um, yeah. Brianna Taylor, we got the results in yesterday, and the protests have started. Uh, uh, two of the uh, police officers were not indicted on any charges. Only one was. And he wasn't even indicted for the shooting of Brianna Taylor. 
This is where it no. gets trick. This is where it gets tricky. And when I first heard it, I was like, "Okay, well that can't that can't be right." But then I looked into it, and it is. So just yeah. like this blew will blow your mind. It blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So the officer they charged was charged with uh, wanton endangerment. They're not saying he shot Breonna Taylor. They're saying that he shot ten. He fired ten rounds. Uh, haphazardly into the apartment. So there's no evidence that he, he was the one whose bullet hit Breonna Taylor. They're charging him with wanton endangerment because somebody could have been hit mm-hmm. by him firing. I mean, it's weird, right? It's, it's weird. Yeah, I know. That like was my reaction. Like it's almost like, you know, the scene where that dude busts out of the bathroom in Pulp Fiction and just starts just firing, but he doesn't hit either John Travolta or Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> That's kind of what I envision here, where the guy just busted and he's just firing at the wall. Yeah, uh, so, but this isn't surprising because, you know, one, uh, all of the uh, preparations they were making for this ruling, so people are saying, but also, uh, you can change the laws and the rules for the future cases, but since this... For this one, you can't. Exactly. They were following... Mm policy and protocol and protocol so you can't charge him for this i think the which is kind of what i figured i think mm-hmm. the best result is going to be they're going to uh review and i i'd heard they they've already got something you know brianna's law which uh, does away with no knock warrants um there's a lot to this case you know the police say well we announced ourselves and they had 20 witnesses only one of the witnesses say that they heard the police announce themselves at Brianna's door. I don't know if there's any uh, body cam, but that's another thing. There should be. You know, if you're going over to somebody's house and you're going to kick their door in with yeah, guns they, drawn, they you should have body the, cams on. They said that that was a big factor in it, too, is they have one witness who says, yes, no, I heard it was in an apartment, I guess, close or nearby to Brianna Taylor's that said, I did hear them announce themselves. Whereas uh, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend says, I didn't. I do not remember hearing them announce themselves. So. Uh, also, in the protest, there's a report of one uh, police officer being shot. Uh, I, thought getting, was getting, a, I thought it was two. It's two. Is two. it two now? Yeah. All right, two police officers uh, who have been shot uh, in Louisville because of uh, rioting. Or because of protest, I should say. All right, so, yeah, but let that sink in. So the one guy they decided, they didn't even look into, well, whose bullet was the one who hit this mm-hmm. innocent woman? It was, well, this guy shot a bunch, you know, fired a bunch of rounds indiscriminately. So that's wanton endangerment. It has nothing to do with anybody losing their life. Yeah. It was just that somebody could have lost their life. But what's weird is that somebody did, <laughs> you yeah. know, but they didn't. They didn't go after that. And people are upset. It's not just Louisville. It's around the country. Uh, also, the president has said a few more things that make people think that he is going to not go peacefully if the election doesn't go his way. He was <laughs> asked about it yesterday, and he seemed to indicate that there would there would be a, a fight and that he, he would... There would not be a peaceful transfer of power. So... Uh, all of that is on our plate today. Does anybody else envision it being like when you try to send your kid to bed and yeah. they're like, I don't want to? Read me a bed. story. No. Yeah, I'm like that, thirsty. but with like a military. I have Shut to up. go to the bathroom. You could have gotten that when you were downstairs. Get your ass to sleep. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Are you ready for random facts? Do it. I got them and I'm going to make them really, really quick today, too. 
All right, these are actual facts. I've verified and got sources on these. Random fact number one for the day. New York City. The city of New York City has a larger population than 38 of the U.S. states. Random fact number two. The name Gary, for a like a guy's name Gary. Or for your pet snail. Yeah, or for your pet snail. The name Gary is only popular because of actor Gary Cooper. That was not really a name that, that guys had uh, before actor Gary Cooper, whose real name was actually Frank Cooper. He adopted the first name Gary after the city of Gary, Indiana, because... It seemed like a tough place to be from, and he wanted to be perceived as tough. So, tough. What would be a tough name now? Uh, Karen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> be a tough one to have. <laughs> <laughs> like in the in the in the way of like like a town. That's like what? Yeah. What's tough? a place that's really tough that would translate to a, a solid name? Like, what do you think of as like a tough city? Detroit. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. I'm Detroit Cooper. <laughs> Random fact number three. So I remember this. I was I was a young person, but there was a big controversy in the 80s because they didn't include uh, rap in a Grammy category, even after rap was de- definitely you know a growing force. But the, the Grammys resisted having it until 1989. And the first Grammy winner for rap was... DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, they won Best Rap Performance for Parents Just Don't Understand. Resonated with the committee, man. Parents just don't understand. Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's really what rap is all about, is just, you know, how your parents just don't get it, man. Kids all across the land, they come in to argue. Parents just don't don't understand. understand. You want to know why they picked it, though? Uh, because. Uh, kind of wholesome. Yeah. White people no don't curse get words. scared no by it. No curse words. Mm-hmm. No curse words. You know, he's not carrying a gun in one of those rap videos. <laughs> there's uh, there's no lyrics about the police and telling them what they can do with it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's your three random facts for today. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Here's what you can check out. If you're not going over to buzzadamshow.com, you're missing out on our daily articles. We update our website throughout the day. And uh, Joanna, I guess uh, maybe you could talk about it. Like I've seen a lot of people recreating this picture of Dak Prescott. Oh. So Dak Prescott <laughs> oh, is dressed yeah. like a like He's a cowboy. He makes like a, a cowboy. What a strapping handsome cowboy that is right you no know, i've never noticed Dak prescott until, until that you picture. saw it right yeah i literally stopped scrolling and i was like "Ooh, who's that <laughs> yeah and it's all Dak prescott i'm like what she's so, like you have my attention what team does he play at for? first they had my curiosity then they had my full attention uh yeah so it's Dak prescott going into at&t stadium dressed as a cowboy wearing a nice hat uh, the whole outfit is on point, really. Oh, and yeah. Not a lot mm-hmm. of people can pull off that look. That is like a lavender cowboy shirt <laughs> and just 
the nerve to try it uh-huh. is beyond most people. The boots, but the he pimp, pulls it off. Of, it looks great on right. him. Everyone on the internet agrees. A lot of fans thought that they won that game simply because he was wearing that outfit. So we're all going to need Dak to wear that mm-hmm. cowboy hat again. Yep. You've uh, also got you got you also have a post about Texas favorite candies. So was this one of those things where they do all the different states, or did yep. they focus just on Texas? No, all of the states. If you had to guess what candy is Texas's favorite, which one would you guess? I, I mean, my favorite is Crunch. Oh, a Crunch Bar is good. Yeah, I like Crunch, but I don't. I I don't think that's going to be the most popular. So I had a little. Bit I want Tootsie Rolls. Mm, Tootsie Rolls, okay. Uh, I did have a little bit of a problem because it didn't specify, but M&M's are Texas's favorite candy. Peanut or plain? Does not say. If it doesn't say, then I'm assuming plain. Plain, I, I, right? You would assume so, yeah, but the picture had the peanut ones. Oh. And I'm all, those are delish, <laughs> but it would make sense because they have a variety of flavors for I'm gonna M&M's. Ri- I'm going to write so. an article of... Texas least favorite candies, but I'm just going to base it on my opinion and yeah, put out what I should. think are the least so favorite Buzz's candies. Least favorite candies. Candy corn. Nobody wants your candy corn, corn lady. Candy corn is delish. Okay. I love no, candy corn. That's awful. You're awful. Um, Bitto honey. I think I have a thing against Bitto honey. It's everything that's that. Um, what is Bitto honey? It's everything that what's your face likes in the boys. Bit oh honey. Oh, the old. No, yeah. no, no, no. Um, Stormfront? Star- no. Star- Starlight. Yeah, her. Because remember, they're, they're the vending machine. Did you guys not keep up on this? I wasn't paying attention. I didn't notice that detail. They're at, they're at, they're at the, the hotel, and Huey and her are by this uh, by the vending machine, and he's talking about what are your favorite candy bars, and she starts listing them. He's like, those are literally the worst <laughs> candy bars that nobody eats, and it was, she's eating an Almond Joy. She loves, I love Almond Joy. She loves Bitto Honey. And then there's, uh, there's a third one in there as well. And, oh, Charleston Chew was the other one. Charleston Chew. And he's like, those are literally the worst candy bars. But you know what I used to have when I was what a kid? You take a Charleston Chew bag of, like, the minis, and you put them in the free, uh, freezer. I don't even know what Charleston oh. Chews are. They're delicious is what they are. Flavored uh-huh. nougat covered in chocolate flavor coating. All right, so it, mm. other than M&M's, what else is popular in Texas? Um, just that. M&M's. They're just M&M's. They, they give you the okay. top. Yeah, they give you the top. Each, yeah, right? there you go. How about New Mexico? Do they make a meth candy? <laughs> I mean, they do now, but... <laughs> they actually do. Candy? I've seen them at FYE. <laughs> the, it, it's Breaking, it's like breaking Bad, bad meth uh-huh. candy. <laughs> but you know what? They do that. Uh, they started that in New Mexico, I think, in Albuquerque. It's like a blue hard rock candy. Yeah, when you take the tour for the Breaking Bad locations, they give you like complimentary rock mm-hmm. candy. <laughs> All right, this uh, next post is uh, an article that I wrote, mm-hmm. and it's uh, Patch of the Christ 2, which it seems like has been confirmed. First of all, Jim Caviezel, who played Jesus in Patch of the Christ 1, I guess, has been Boy. saying that there's there's definitely a sequel in the works. Wasn't there like ten people struck by lightning or something like there that? There was a lot of stuff, and he got like hypothermia. Of, yeah, there's a lot of weird. He got struck by lightning too, yeah, didn't that's he? That's a sign. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, so let's go back for round number two, huh? Isn't it funny that Jim Caviezel's initials are JC? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I brought that up in the article. Um, <laughs> also, I went over to IMDb just out of curiosity, and they have an entry for. Passion of the Christ, Resurrection. So that's the working title. 
and they have it scheduled to come out in 2022. Uh, do you think Passion of the Christ Resurrection is a good title? Yeah, it's okay, but our listeners thought they could do better, so I have a list of some of the suggestions that either we or our listeners came up with for the sequel to Passion of the Christ. You know, at first I thought, oh, that's that's silly, like like when they make jokes about Titanic, to, like a sequel to Titanic. But then I remembered, no, wait, there totally is a part two. After the crucifixion, I was like, yeah. oh, I forgot. There does need to be a sequel. Because <laughs> yeah. he, he came back. The book. <laughs> All right, so here are some of the suggestions that, that I included. Uh, Passion of the Christ 2, Die Another Day. Actually, I found out that kind of works with most Bond titles. Passion of the Christ 2, You Only Live Twice. Passion of the Christ 2, Double Crossed. Passion of the Christ 2, Too Christ, Too Passionate. Do I need to say Passion of the Christ before all of them, or is that annoying? I, I, no, well, I don't, maybe. Passion I don't of know. the Christ 2, Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. Passion of the Christ 2, Return of the King. Passion of the Christ 2, The Half-Blood Prince. That was, <laughs> that was a great was one. Funny. Somebody sent that in at the very end of the show yesterday. Passion of the Christ 2, Skyfall. Nice. Passion of the Christ 2, Dead and Loving It. <laughs> Passion of the Christ 2, Back to the Hood. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a, the one of the sequels for Leprechaun. <laughs> that's where that's from. Passion of the Christ 2, Father, Son, Holy Vengeance. <laughs> Passion of the Christ 2. I love this one, by the way. Mm-hmm. Kudos. To whoever wrote it. Passion of the Christ 2, I still know what you did last Easter. (laughs) Passion of the Christ 2, First Blood, Part 2. Passion of the Christ 2, I see dead people. No, I thought that would be a... I thought that would get... All right, you'll like this one. Passion of the Christ 2, Honey, I Resurrected the Kid. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Passion of the Christ 2, a very Jesus sequel. That's a good one. I like that. The very Jesus sequel. <laughs> Passion of the Christ 2, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Passion of the Christ 2, Rise of Skywalker. Because he, you know. Would it be Water Walker since he walked on water? Well, he, if he walks on water, you assume he could probably walk in the sky as well. And I think we have a one more suggestion that came in on the neckline. What about Passion the Christ 2, Jesus Takes the Wheel? Yeah, <laughs> well played. Nice. Jesus Takes the Wheel. Uh, those are all great suggestions. <laughs> and if you're wondering, Mel Gibson is, is still attached to part two. <laughs> Yay. And it's, it's, hard to get, it's hard to get real excited about Mel Gibson, because of everything that's happened since. Maybe he'll get struck by lightning. Maybe, right, it's his turn to get struck by lightning. So there you go. Uh, The IMDb page says that it is scheduled for 2022, but the the Passion of the Christ 2 Resurrection is the title (laughs) that they have on IMDb right now. Does he have a wife beater like John McClane? (laughs) And a gun taped to his back, which I still don't know how that happens. He was covered in sweat. How How did the tape stick? Yeah. I mean, stop and think about that. 
Right. At the end, of, yeah. At the end You're of talking die about hard. Die Hard, the original yeah, Die I'm Hard. I'm poking yeah. holes in Die Hard. Why do you have to do that? I don't know. I just felt like it. Right. Maybe now. that <laughs> one part was just dry, and then he got sweatier as time mm. went on. Like, did he dry it off himself? Maybe like, did he walk like, up to something? He's like doing this thing with his back, so he gets it dry. Yeah. So then he can slap some tape on the back for the gun. Maybe. Maybe it was a miracle, like in Passion of the Christ. There Maybe there was it's a diehard miracle. <laughs> of course, he did jump off a building. What tied he have to a hose. tied to a hose, right? And he was barefoot the entire time. So <laughs> now, well, yeah, because Hans Gruber's brother wore a size nine shoe. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't Hans Gruber. It was one of the other. It was one of the dead guys. Yeah, it was. I thought it was his brother. Uh, you know what? It's been almost an entire year since I've seen that holiday classic. <laughs> I was going to say, well, Christmas is almost That's here. True. So I think I finally bought it. <laughs> Probably a good call. <laughs> because I was yeah. always like, man, I want to watch it. And it was never on. Or if it was on, it was going to be edited. So it's, it's you know, yippee ki mother flipper. And it's like, that's Ooh. not okay. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right. So you know how we had to do th- those because of people like Buzz and Steve Kaplowitz. Uh, those quizzes on what is a phishing email? What is a scam email? <laughs> I haven't. Stuff? No, no, no. I don't think I've ever gotten fooled by a phishing email. Oh, okay. I always send out no. things to people to say, You're is the this reason a- I can no longer watch The Masked Singer at work. Yeah, you do yeah. that now. Because you started watching inappropriate things at the office. Mm-hmm. Well, journalists Number are one, really I'm, upset. If I was watching something inappropriate, it was probably prep. For the show, like mm-hmm. we were having a porn star or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, should you really be watching the mass singer at work? After yes, for research purposes. Exactly why means. I watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> journalists are upset right now. Tribune Publishing, it owns major papers like the Chicago Tribune and New York Daily News. They sent out an email congratulating and saying bonuses of five to ten thousand dollars are being paid out. Uh, to see the specific amount, though, the recipient had to click a link. When they clicked it, it said, oop, you failed our simulated phishing test. Oh, Buzz. Uh, and we're getting these now, too. Like, corporate told us we're going to send these out to see if you fail or not. God. At least they haven't done that to us yet. Mine just keeps saying I have a traffic violation. Uh, worse, the original email claimed bonuses were only feasible after ongoing efforts to cut our costs. An allusion to a year of reporter pay cuts, buyouts, and allegations of mismanagement at the Tribune Publishing. Uh, Tribune rep has now quickly apologized after anger and upset from all of their employees, saying the company had no intention of offending their employees. In retrospect, the topic of the email was a little misleading and insensitive, so the company apologizes now. Did you all get the thing? We're sorry we scammed you. Our bad. Did you all get the thing from Kevin yesterday that was like, Hey, I got this. Tell me if you think it's a scam, and I'll I'll give you the right answer. Or did I only get that? You only got that. You guys didn't get that. Got that. <laughs> yeah. You're well, once again, Do you want me to pull it up in a minute? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what it says. I interestingly enough, I had an email from my other account, like my personal account. I had sent something to myself. That got flagged, and it came, and it, that almost looked. You know how the phishing scams look? They try to look legit. Mm-hmm. It like they're they're pretty on point because the email was from me. Girl, when looked, did I send this to Moscow? It looks exactly the same. <gasps> but no, no, like this. But this was an actual email that I did send. Oh, you did? Yeah, but it just the the response email by Outlook. It's identical to the phishing scams, where it's like we have a suspicious message, and I mean, obviously, I knew it was me. 
so then it wasn't that big of a deal. But yeah, if you don't know who the, these emails are coming from, don't click anything. That's you none of none of you got a thing from no. Kevin Vargas no. that no, said that's just you. Here's what he said. Maybe it was a personal email that you shouldn't be reading to us. I felt read I, it to us. I feel unfairly <laughs> targeted. Uh, we use Dropbox for a lot of Loudwire Nights fi- file sharing. Sure. Mm-hmm. I got this email notice. Do you think it's legitimate? I'll answer once you reply. That doesn't sound familiar to anybody else. Nope. No. Also, when you get an email from Kevin, it should show his picture. There's no picture on that. Well, oh. this, no, this actually was from Kevin. It was from Kevin? This is just him setting up what he's showing. So Dude, no, my you, emails you, you, have wait, never. You, you my, discussed this with him. Yeah, my emails never have a picture. Again, maybe this was a personal email. Mm-hmm. That's a picture. What am I looking at? I'm looking at, right at now? an email from Kevin right here. I got yesterday. It's not the one that you have. Well, damn, I never noticed that before. But it's got his picture with his white socks jersey, yeah. his white socks hat. I thought I was talking to Kevin. Oh my god! <laughs> wait, did You're you speak to him in person? Did you go and say, "Hey, I got your email on this"? Topic. No, I I emailed him back. Oh Christ! Buzz, you're saying I could have been talking to. Test. You're saying I could have been talking to a fake Kevin. Yes. Yeah. Now we're gonna have to take another. Oh, oh you're answering training, Vlad. This you're time, private pile man. You're the reason we all have to do stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. so the email that was to Kevin said mm-hmm. there was a recent security breach and we discovered it may involve. Dropbox user account information. Oh my god! Then he goes through all oh this stuff, god, and he said, "Please tell me you didn't click anything." You replied. I back replied to, the- to whoever sent it, who I thought was Kevin. That's not Kevin because there's no picture. What yeah. does it say? The actual email is. What? What's the email? Like if you click on. No, don't tell him to click on it. Yeah, yeah, no, don't, don't click, click it. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. You it know should never say his email though. It should just say his Kevin name. Kevin Vargas. Exactly. Yes. What does it say? Does it have a so and so at some dot com? Kevin dot Vargas at townsquaremedia1.com. Town Square with a zero in the O in the town. No, it's just you know what? <laughs> Kevin's probably even listening by now. If he wants to call in and clarify, I'm I'm well I was hundred percent sure there, that I was talking no. to Kevin. It doesn't look like it says Kevin's name. Hold on. Lisa's going oh into investigation. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get to the bottom of this, man. Uh, you know what? Let's let's go. We're ahead. gonna pa- have to take another trip. No, it's too course. late. Lisa's already in your room, man. We need to power through the like, uh, the news, Lisa. You started this. It says Kevin Vargas at. Here, click his name. Like, yeah, just click that real quick. Okay. Okay. The so it is from it is from Kevin. But, oh, you know what? But Kevin's it. email has his picture. Well, this email is actually from me because I deleted the original, so I'm just referring to the the wait. What was what that I sent him? I think because the original email wasn't from Kevin. That's why you don't see Kevin's picture. Okay. No, even look, I have a a thread <laughs> Eric, from Kevin. Eric in the Facebook chat says someone showed Grandpa how to check email. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, let's power through. We just got a couple more stories. How left. to check email, Eric? All right, say goodbye to Uncle Ben. The classic rice product is getting a name change. It's now going to be called Ben's Original. The Mars Company will also drop the iconic logo featuring the blackhead waiter from its new packaging. The rice will hit the shelves next year. Are they going to put Uncle Ben from Spider-Man in its place? It looks like it's just going to be Ben. We don't know who Ben is. It's just Ben. 
The state of California is making some interesting changes, as well as the city of Berkeley. Northern California City might be the first in the nation. It's banning junk food from all checkout lines. Only items with five grams of sugar or a specific amount of sodium will be allowed in checkout lines. The new rules begin in March, but it won't be enforced until January of 2022. In other California news, Governor Gavin Newsom he is issuing an executive order that will ban the sale of new uh, the sale of new of gas only cars in California by 2035. I think like I see some local ads for Congress people and it says wants to ban cars. I think this might be what they're talking. They don't want to ban cars. What they want to do is it's got to be a hybrid by, you know, we're talking about 15 years in the future. Uh, well, it should be hybrid by that time, right? You at least think that'd be kind of the natural progression, right? right? I think it all comes down to: Do you believe global warming science, or do you disbelieve global? Warming and this science? is the thing: Yeah, I saw a lot of people like complaining about this, saying, "Well, what are they going to do? Give us all new cars?" No, you can still drive your gas-powered vehicle. Made. Just will yeah, no right. Be sold anymore? Exactly. Like so, how they got rid of the Hummer. Like when they said yeah. TikTok was going to be banned from being downloaded, you could still have TikTok. You just could no longer download it. Exactly. Yeah. They say the order is one of the most vigorous actions the state is taking to achieve a zero tailpipe emissions goal for new passenger vehicles. New. Keyword. New. Uh, they issued the statement saying that this is the most impactful step California is taking to battle global climate crisis. Plan won't stop people from owning gas-powered cars. Could the... Uh, or selling them on the used car market. How about going out of state, buying a gas vehicle, and then bringing it into the California and registering it as a California vehicle? That's a good question. I, I wouldn't know the... It sounds like a loophole. There might be a loophole that you'd be able to find in there. But yeah. I, I, I mean, I... Damn, Buzz, you can find a loophole that fast, but you couldn't figure out that that email wasn't from Kevin? <laughs> I, I still think the email was from Kevin. I, don't have my phone. I, I, I would hope check. by 2035 we're not using the same email. Uh, oh. No carbon, <laughs> carbon emitting. Right, and and that's the thing. Engines I saw, that we're using today. I, I saw mean, a lot of people upset about this uh, from back in in California, and I'm thinking, dude, you can still drive your car. It's just you can't purchase a new vehicle if it isn't, you know, at least a hybrid. And it makes sense. By, by you guys have. So many wildfires going on. You have earthquakes. The world is literally throwing terrible things at you. And yet it's just like, we don't need this. I'm I'm rejecting the label of you're either left or right. Because I don't feel like I'm left or right. I think I'm science. Yeah. I'm pro-science. And most of the scientists are saying saying we need to move. Are you a Scientologist? No. A Scientologist. Big announcement. (laughs) I'm a scienceologist. There you go. Yeah, this is the why thing. don't we elect more scientists? Like, why do we only elect business people and mostly lawyers? Don't you because think? Because scientists need the money from the business people to fund their research. Because yeah. the business because people are ones with the money. Yeah. Most, most business people. Most scientists so to run for office, you need the money, which again, the business people have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson was a scientist. How many years ago was that? <laughs> it's been a while. Just Some a few. Years. It's been a while. Yeah. NBD. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, for this, it, it, there's other countries, because 
that Gavin Newsom is facing a lot of blowback from this. And the thing is, is that he's saying he's like, look, we're on we're on board with other countries that are doing this. There's lots of European nations that are already doing this and already pledging to do things to try and mitigate the global climate crisis that we're facing. And he's like, I'm just trying to do that as well. And there may be an emerging technology in 15 years. So 2035. Yeah, we want to get those flying cars like the Jetsons. But but I'll tell you one thing that it's not going to be is going to be fossil fuel burning cars. Mm-hmm. That's just, I mean, if if we're still driving mostly fossil fuel burning cars, that, that means we're way behind the curve. Yeah. Not only for the environment, but also just, you know, technology. Yeah. You know, the idea that you put this in and you burn it and the car goes is is kind of a thing of the past. I don't know why so many people just want to keep living in the past. I, I, you know, get I, I a don't. get a horse and buggy. You know, if you're so against any kind of scientific progress. Do not threaten me with a good time. I'd totally get a horse and buggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sh- I, oh, I got to rush over careful to the doctor. We just hear the clip-clop. Oh, Lisa's here. So uh, they're not going to have the New York Times Square ball drop. They're not. Oh, well, they're going to have it, but it's going to be virtual, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to dwell on 2020. That, that's funny to me. It's like, you know, we're going to kind of pretend 2020 didn't happen and just make it all about 2021. We're going to try to ghost 2020. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right. I have uh, an interesting story about a wedding invitation that somebody shared the image of on Reddit. Uh-huh. And it's just one of these things where everybody's got an opinion on it. So I'm going to open up the phone lines. Not specifically, what do you think about this specific story? So you'll story. read somebody's wedding invitation online, but you won't read a wedding invitation that was sent to you? You didn't read an, a wedding invitation? I di- I'm sure I did. Did no, I show up for the wedding? Yeah, he showed up early. Yeah, he showed oh, up for the right. stuff that you weren't invited to. What? Which, by the way, if that part was not in your invitation, how did you know to show up for the dinner? Somebody at the actual church wedding said, I'll see you later at the dinner. I don't think it was Brandon. No, it absolutely was not. I'm betting it was one of our bosses. <laughs> I think it was probably, nah, I won't say it, but yeah, it rhymes with Chad. I think we all but know. But it wasn't Chad. <laughs> but not it Chad. It, it rhymes that. with Chad, but, but it, it wasn't, wasn't Chad. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Somebody said... Hey, I'll see you at the at the dinner at the zoo. And then, did you check your invitation to be like, oh, what time does that dinner start? No. At? And then I don't know. I just showed up. You I'm just sorry. showed up. I'll take um, balls. Good for you. <laughs> real quick though, before I tell. By you. By the way, if you want to party, invite the barbacoas. Yeah. They were the last ones on the dance floor, man. You mean the last ones left on the dance floor? No, like the last ones there. Yeah, that's what I mean. Not the last ones to get out on the dance floor. No, no, they were like they they were they were still dancing when everything was shutting down. At Emily's wedding, like nobody was dancing. Joanna was like, "What's wrong with these people?" I, know, I was like, "Is there no dancing?" Like I was dancing in place. I'm like, we're playing all oh the jams God. here. Brandon, did you get invited to Emily's wedding? No. Okay. I thought. I thought I was the only one. Oh, man, I should have said yes. Oh, huh? That would have been funny. I know that would have been yes. great. Hey, before I tell you about this, uh, football tonight, Jaguars host the Miami Dolphins oh. on Thursday night football over on ABC. It's Celebrity Family Feud. And this week, are uh, it's Two Chains versus Big Boy. Yeah. And Ricky Lake versus Kathy Lee Gifford. Uh. Two Chains? 
Wait, is, that, is that Big Boy from Outcast? Yeah. Two Chains is great though, don't you, Buzz? You know who Two Chains is. He's the one who Nancy Grace had on to talk about legalization of marijuana, and she thought she was just gonna like be able to storm over yeah, him, bulldoze over him, idiot rapper. But he had really good arguments. Oh no, yeah, Two Chains is oh, he is so good. I mean, he came out with some really good arguments towards her. Um, he's like had some really good like different scientific uh, data that he was bringing up, and she was like. Oh no! I definitely screwed this up. Yeah, yeah, that, that was too chain. A couple of movies have been pushed back to 2021. One of them I care about. One of them not so much. Black Widow. Black Widow has been pushed to 2021, and Steven Spielberg's adaptation of West Side Story has been pushed back to 2021. Man. You really I, wanted to see West Side I'm Story, didn't you? I'm dying to see who got the role of Maria. Uh, all right, let me tell you about this uh, about this wedding story that's going, or it's an invitation, and somebody posted it on Reddit to say, can you believe what this is? Can you believe what they're asking? So they got a, an invitation asking to RSVP, but also uh, what you're going to be able to to eat at the wedding dinner varies based Hmm. on how expensive your gift is. Let me repeat that. Based Uh on how expensive your gift is, that determines what you're going to be able to choose off the menu. Like in American dollars? Yeah, this is American dollars. So uh, it asks on the RSVP, so that we may prepare your preferred dinner, please circle your gift level and indicate a meal choice for each person in your party. Now this could be this could be fake, but it seems it seems real. So I'm going to go with that. So if you give up to two hundred fifty dollars, anything up to two hundred fifty dollars is uh, the lowest the lowest rung, and you get roast chicken or swordfish. Which the swordfish sounds kind of fancy. Maybe it's just maybe <laughs> it's just like the chicken of the ocean now. Uh, the silver level is if you give a gift between two hundred fifty and five hundred dollars, you get sliced steak or poached salmon, or you can have the the other choices: roast chicken or swordfish, if you want it. All right, if you want, if you're going to give a golden level gift, that's five hundred to a thousand. You can get any of those choices named, or filet mignon and lobster tails. And then it says if you give a platinum gift, that's over a thousand dollars. Put you into that platinum territory. You can have any of the above cho- choices, or a two-pound lobster, and it comes with a souvenir champagne goblet. Okay, is that is that just gauche? Yeah. Or do it you, comes with a what now? F- over a thousand dollars, you get a two-pound lobster. Plus a souvenir champagne goblet. <laughs> okay. Dude, whatever, I'd bring my own lobster and be like, here's a gift card for 20 bucks to Target. <laughs> now go put this in a pot for me. Yeah. Heard you guys, heard you guys like Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let me read you some of the comments, and then uh, here's the phone number, 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. I don't even necessarily, you know, I think everybody thinks this is, you know, pretty, 
pretty gauche. But also, because is it for you and a date? Like, let's say your gift, you is and a, your wife, yeah, yeah. But is you it both get a two pound lobster, and the gift is like a two thousand dollar gift or a thousand dollar gift. My, that's my that's question. A good question. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, let's say that. If, what if you're a single person? You're coming by yourself. Are they expecting you? Like, let's say that it's one thousand dollar gift for the two of you, but now they're expecting the single person to be affording a thousand dollar gift for them. I just want to hear stories of, like, what's the weirdest thing that you ever experienced at a wedding? Like, what was just the most bizarre? Like, what was an expectation that was had or something like that? Sure. I, I think there's a there's a very fine line between tacky and groundbreaking. And, look, when people started coming up with, like, registering at places and you went and checked off the gifts that they had already picked out ahead of time... A lot of old school folks thought that was pretty tacky. You know, it was like, oh, you go here and you get this because we've already checked it off. But now it's mainstream. Well, it helps with not having duplicate gifts. And also not having to pick something out. But I I, I can tell you, though, that some people thought that that was pretty pretty tacky the first time that somebody uh, came up with it. Registered. Yeah, registered. Go here and get these gifts. And by the way, here's what we've picked out. Um, most people uh, do find that this is is tacky. People are tearing into it on social media. Um, you know, it'd be th- hilarious is if this couple was just like white trash, mm-hmm. and nobody attends the wedding because yeah. <laughs> no one can afford it. All right, let me get some of these answers. What was the weirdest? Thing that you ever saw at a wedding. And let's go with Erica first of all. Once again, the toll-free studio line is 844-305-6210. Hi, Erica. Hi there. Hi there. Erica, What what's something kind of weird or tacky or gauche that you saw at a wedding? This, this was my wedding. I uh, got married in El Paso, 2009. Okay. And my ex-husband's family RSVP'd for 12 people. 12. And I joked around and I said, they better be bringing some good stuff to our wedding, dude. They Wait. brought... Uh-huh. 12 does not seem like a lot of guests to come on the groom's side, right? For one RSVP. Oh, you sent one invitation and they RSVP'd oh, and pitched hey, themselves we're bringing, in, we're bringing 12. Exactly. All right, and you joke that they better bring a good gift. So what did they, something tells me, Erica, just from your tone, they didn't bring a good gift. Mm-mm. What'd they bring? <laughs> a re-gifted pressure cooker. <laughs> How do you know it was re-gifted, was it like or did they just open? tell you? So we opened it, because I was like, what the hell am I going to do with a pressure cooker? We opened it. There was a Christmas card inside <gasps> of it. Oh! Dang, though. And well, if you want to, if you want to stew and can some tomatoes, you could use a pressure cooker. Oh, I I sent that thing to Goodwill as soon yeah. as like we popped the tomatoes. Like, this is your people, your family. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is your people. Did Did you see that as a red flag? I noticed you mentioned that it's your ex husband's family. So. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> my family is giving us, you know, the stuff from Nordstrom, you know, the stuff from Dillard's, and your family's like, meh. Let's give it to give them a, a buzz from oh, okay, days. but like, sweet. but that wasn't <laughs> one gift from all twelve people. No, it was. 
it was the one gift from all 12 people. It was people. like from, you know, from the family Salazar. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and did your ex-husband agree with you that that was a little a little Ooh, chintzy? You know, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> there was no thought put into it. That was the point. <laughs> oh, my God, you are a treasure. God, Erica, yeah. I would love to have mimosas and dish with you one of these days. All right. When I get back to El Paso, we will. Yeah, sounds yes. good. All right. Thank you, Eric. Erica. Bye. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we're talking about this wedding invite that, that most people online agree is in poor taste. It's a wedding invitation, but depending on the price of your wedding gift, it determines what you're able to pick out uh, to eat. So... On the lowest tier, if your gift is under $250. How is this logistically supposed to go down? You show up and you say what's in the gift? Because generally the gift opening doesn't even happen until the next day. They want you to specify. They want you to check which one your gift is going to be. Yo, I would be so Done. down with you know not what? being friends with them and being like, yeah, my gift was $1,000. Go to the wedding. Never actually gave them anything. Yeah. Now, you'd have to put something in there, but when they open it up, it's like you just make it clear that it's nowhere near $1,000. It's just... Monopoly you know, money. Yeah. A regifted pressure cooker, whatever <laughs> it may be. So we got a caller who's got a story about a wedding fight. I've heard about these. I've never witnessed one myself. Uh, this is Joel. Hi, Joel. How you doing, bud? Doing good. We're just talking about weird or kind of... Uh, Tacky things you might have seen at a wedding. I, I think a fight falls into that category. Yeah, we're in uh, Phoenix at my cousin's wedding, and uh, what do you call it? The girl started, uh, she was having a good time. Uh, both families are having a good time, and we know that the, the guy's family doesn't like us. And uh, he just screams out the B word as loud as he can in the middle of it. Wait, I, I'm then, confused, Joel. Wait, wait. Who screams out the B word? Uh, her family. I think it was her. Uh, no, his dad, actually. The husband's dad. The, oh. So the father of the groom yelled out the B word. Who was that directed to? The the wife. The bride. Yeah, the bride. Got it. All right. Then what yeah. happened? And then I'm the only aggressive guy in my family. So I'm over there and I'm like, hey, what are you doing over there? And then they start pushing each other and I'm like running towards them, my family, you know, and I'm like, uh, they're pushing me back. And I'm like, and my look at my family and I'm like, dude. None of you guys stood up for my uh, for my cousin. What's wrong with you wait, guys? Wait, wait, wait. So the bride was your cousin. Yeah, the bride is my cousin. You heard and the, none you of heard... my family stood up. Okay, but you wow. did, and you went over and confronted the father of the groom. Yeah, and then my family started pushing me back and everything, and it was just like, oh, it was just horrible. It was bad. Why did he call her the B word? Because I guess they don't like us as racial tensions and stuff like that. Did you take your shirt off and like tell him what's good before Did you, you say, came at, at him? Bro? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't take off my shirt, but I was about to rip it off like Hulk Hogan and go What you gonna do, brother? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joel, thanks for the call. Alright, thank you. Alright, we got a few of these other calls. That's great. People are sharing like weird or kind of possibly His family seems fun. Because <laughs> the atomic leg drop. <laughs> Um, wedding fails. Maybe that's what we'll call it. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. 
my cousin got married to a very rich girl. Wedding was in New York, overlooking Central Park. Had right. so fancy they had the water bowls with the lemon and everything. Sounds mm. fancy. I caught the bouquet. And she asked me for it back because her father was too cheap to get a throwaway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's the tradition with the bouquet? Are you supposed to keep the bouquet if you catch it? You're supposed to I have two. And why would they want it back? There's, the there's whole point. No, there's supposed yeah. to be two bouquets. There's the, there's the bouquet that the, that the bride has that's hers. And that's the one that she has during the ceremony. And that's, that's the bride's. And then there's the one that she's supposed to throw. And that's a smaller bouquet that is the one that you throw out to all of the um, single ladies. All right, we got uh, another caller, and this is Carrie, who's going to tell us about a weird or bougie or gauche uh, thing, a wedding fail, I guess. Hi, I'm calling about the craziest thing I've seen at a wedding. And uh, what was that, Carrie? So my daughter was about six years old, and we were at a wedding reception in Mount Tuna. She told another little boy that if he pulled the fire alarm, (laughs) candy would come out. Guess what happened? The entire fire department showed up. Thankfully, the bride had a great sense of humor. Oh, I guess the candy didn't come out. And we got one other uh, one other call. And this is Irma. Hi, Irma. Weirdest thing at my daughter's first wedding, because she's been married three times now, is during the service, her father-in-law, or future father-in-law, which is now her ex-father-in-law, pulled out a child's tape recorder and played the commercial of the Jolly Green Giant commercial, the mm-hmm. song, because they met at a corn concert. They only were married seven months, and they were divorced. That is very weird. <laughs> Quite weird and very unusual. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Joanna has entertainment news. We're going to get to that coming up in just a moment. We had a few good uh, comments about what's the dodgiest thing you ever saw at a wedding. Uh, a few good comments on the uh, f- the Facebook chat. So we got that up and running finally. If you tuned in early, you might have noticed uh, we were having some problem with the Facebook mm-hmm. uh, chat, but it's up and running now. Uh, Cecilio says, Buzz, weirdest thing I've seen at a wedding being a DJ for many years. I guess he means like a wedding, you know, like a uh-huh. DJ that goes out to weddings and stuff. I got to see the bride making out with her ex <gasps> during the reception. The groom's aunt saw the bride and let the groom's mother know. Of course, um, of course. The groom's can I guess the like the groom's and the groom and the groomsmen uh-huh. confronted the bride. All hell broke loose. Wedding reception was over in less than two hours. I would have guessed what the, about re- the wedding. <laughs> the wedding rece- well, the, it was after the wedding, I guess, right? Don't they have the reception after the wedding? Mm-hmm. The marriage that might be over too. I, I would think the reception would end as soon as <laughs> as soon as this happened. Mm, let's see. Anne says, "I went to a wedding where the groom lost the bride's ring." We all looked for it, and someone found it in the parking lot. At least there was a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there a thing where somebody else carries the ring for the, the ring groom? bearer? The ring bearer, yeah. No, the ring bearer is the kid. I thought the there was best like the man. best man, yeah. I think, is the one that carries him, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time since, well, your wedding was the last one I went to, Brandon. Yeah, it was uh, two years and two days ago. 
Uh, Scott says, funniest thing I saw at a wedding was actually caused by me. I went to a Mormon wedding. Dry bar. No alcohol, actually. I drove to the liquor store down the road and bought a liter of Patron. Shared it with my table. We were the life of the party. The groom. <laughs> yeah. The groom was mortified. People from other tables started coming over to take shots with us. Really pepped you. Really pepped up the party. Uh, let's see. I mean, I passed out in the middle of my uncle's wedding. So you were not the life of the party. Was it no. because you were drinking a lot? I was 15, so no. Why, why did you pass out? Well, they they tell you. Is this the one where getting, you fell out like as you were standing up there? With, yes. Oh. Yeah, and I, I bounced my face right off the edge of a stair. <gasps> did, you, um, did you knock a tooth out or anything? I didn't knock it out, but I killed the tooth, so they had to go in and do a root canal and all uh. that fun stuff. But were you? they keep telling you, like, like, don't lock your knees. Like, that's the important thing, because if you lock your knees, it's going to restrict blood, and then, you know, you're going to pass out. So as we're standing up there... I can already almost feel it kind of before you pass out your peripheral vision. Wait, how many times have you passed out? A few. Really? Probably, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's, and it starts to close like you're almost in a tunnel. And so then that's, you truly start to get tunnel vision. And as it's happening, I'm freaking out because I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I, I, there's no video of this. Unfortunately, the video camera didn't record the wedding, but... I'm moving my legs back and forth and I'm like, oh my, like, what the hell is going on here? And my cousin standing in front of me, he hears me start going <gasps> like that because I'm, not, I'm freaking out and he starts laughing his ass off. My sister, who's one of the bridesmaids, sees him. She starts laughing her ass off. And the last thing I remember is everything just kind of going like, you know, when you turn off an old TV set, like the old tubes, and it goes like that. Yeah. And that's the last thing. And then I remember hearing everybody go, <gasps> And then I woke up and I'm staring at the ceiling. And you were one of the groomsmen, or you? I was were up one of there? the groomsmen. Yeah. Okay. And you were 15. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a condition? I don't know. I was. I, that was a legitimate concern for me at my wedding. Like I, I that I you told, would pass out. Yeah, that I was going to pass out. Do you think it's it's normal for people just to pass out? I, I don't think so. Right. I was going to tell you. I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that you're like, we're on the because, same you're, page. because you were saying, you know, when you pass out, it's like, <laughs> that. I'm like, no. Like, this is just like a normal thing. occurrence. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably happened a few times in my life. <laughs> Let's get to some entertainment news. Joanna Barba has movies, television, uh, and more with our Hollywood report. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Hulu is taking accountability for their actions. In a tweet shared late Wednesday, the streaming service wrote, quote, Earlier today, we promoted content that we felt would be meaningful in light of today's events. That was quite simply the wrong call. We've taken the posts down and are deeply sorry. Thank you for holding us accountable. We will learn from this. What was the post? The deleted post is referring to one that promoted an episode of the FX docuseries titled... The New York Times presents the killing of Breonna Taylor. The, What's the problem here? The regretful original tweet read, quote, Breonna Taylor's life was changing. Then the police came to her door. New York Times presents the killing of Breonna Taylor. Traces the missteps of the deadly raid. Hashtag FX on Hulu. That, uh, I'm going to, I don't know if this is an extreme opinion, but mm -hmm. that actually sounds timely and appropriate. Yeah. 
kind of, yeah. You know, let people know you can go and watch this. I mean. Yeah. Right. Well, the documentary has been praised for telling the story of what happened on March 13th. Hulu has been accused of using the grand jury's decision, which has angered many people, to promote their streaming service rather than do something meaningful to bring justice for Taylor. So the post has been deleted. I did notice. Shining a light on it a little bit? Like. Are we being a little oversensitive? A lot of people were so upset over it, and so over the tweet, over the tweet. Who? How? Uh, I I mean, I think it's drawing attention to to the issue. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a Hulu apologist or anything, (laughs) but it doesn't sound like they did anything wrong to me. Right. I I didn't think so either, and I did notice that when I opened up my Hulu app yesterday, uh, that was one of the very first things it suggested for me, which I thought, oh wow. That's pretty cool. They're, they're, I, mean, I didn't know that this existed. Would it be like if you're getting offended because in the newspaper today they had like a recommendation of all these books about the life of Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Mm-hmm. You can read. Mm. So what it did say was that people were upset because it, it seemed to promote their service, their streaming service rather than doing something meaningful. Well, it's also doing something meaningful. It's talking about yeah. the story. Uh, the it's talking about right. her yeah, story. Like I yeah. didn't know that it existed, so when I saw it pop up on Hulu, I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. But, I'm, I'm mystified I as would, to why this would upset people. Yeah, it I, upset a lot of people, apparently. I, so Hulu just decided to delete it, and they, they huh. posted that apology. I did see the apology this morning, and I thought, why are they apologizing? What did they do now? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then I remembered, oh, no, that's Netflix that everyone is canceling. Oh, because of the cuties? Because of the cuties, yeah. Carol Baskin is being sued for defamation by the family of her missing husband, Don Lewis. According to court documents, Lewis's daughters, Gail, Linda, and Donna, as well as Lewis's former executive assistant, Anne McQueen, claim that Baskin was, quote, complicit with jokes about her former husband's death on Dancing with the Stars when judges brought up TikTok videos inspired by her storyline in Tiger King. In their lawsuit, Lewis's family claims that Baskin didn't condemn or correct the comments about him while on Dancing with the Stars. The family also accuses her of being complicit in jokes about Lewis in her Good Morning America interview earlier this month as she quipped that she'd really, quote, kill it next week on Dancing with the Stars. Mm. The court docs also state that Baskin has been uploading and publishing new information about her relationship with Lewis in videos and diary entries, which she claims are from the past. Lewis's family attorney, John Phillips, states that they filed a lawsuit for defamation and various breaches as Baskin had settled a libel and slander claim for McQueen in 1998, paying $50,000. He also called out the Dancing with the Stars producers and judges for making jokes about the situation. Well, I didn't see how they did it and how how much it was, like how much it was played for laughs, but uh-huh. I don't think you got a defamation case over something somebody failed to say. So they're saying, well, she didn't speak up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think you've got a legitimate case because somebody didn't mm-hmm. say something. Well, that's what they're saying yeah. for uh, Entertainment Tonight. Spoke with Baskin following her debut performance on Dancing with the Stars last Monday, where she reacted to the family airing the ad, saying that she hadn't seen the ad, but she wasn't surprised because it's been a huge publicity stunt on their part. 
Okay. The Marvel Cinematic Universe doesn't recast its characters very often, but in the case of parallel universes becoming a more common theme, especially with the upcoming film Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, fans should likely be prepared to see alternate versions of their favorite Marvel characters, especially if this latest rumor is to be believed, in which case actor Tom Cruise might very well become Iron Man in an alternate universe interpretation of the superhero. I hear that's who the studio wanted. Back in the 90s. They really wanted Tom Cruise to be Tony Stark. Uh, Well, the rumor was suggested by an insider who reported that Marvel is interested in getting some alternate universe versions of fan-favorite Marvel characters for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which indeed could include Tom Cruise as Iron Man. This could be like kind of like a cameo montage. You just have all these different famous people and they're... Their Iron Man. It would be Tony Stark from Another Earth. Of course, this information could simply this would be taken be, as Tony unconfirmed St- rumors. If Tony Stark weren't a scientist but was a Scientologist. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Michael Jackson's cousin Marsha says that she has the last propofol IV drip that Michael Jackson used. Lisa, this needs to be on the screen. So if yes, you could put please. this on the screen. This is, this is Michael Jackson's cousin who wants to sell to the highest bidder his IV that still has Michael Jackson blood on it. She Listen, says... We got one screen working today. Your <laughs> monitor isn't working, okay? Yeah. We'll okay. work on that later. All right. Well, you, we'll still get the audio. Yeah, no, totally can get the audio. She says that she's willing to part with the IV, so she has it up for auction and is hoping to get at least $2,500. All right, first, first of all, very tacky. Mm-hmm. Second of all... She might be admitting to a crime. <laughs> right? And second of all, the way she talks about him sounds like she didn't even know him. Like, she doesn't refer to him as Michael. She refers to him as Michael Jackson. Uh, all right, so here's Michael Jackson's cousin who wants to sell his IV with blood on it. There was some juice or juice? There was some juice and half a sandwich. Half eaten sandwich. Why didn't you grab that sandwich, though? Yeah, that's uh, like <laughs> Michael Jackson's last meal. Yeah. This is like some kind of uh, feed, like a... It's an IV bag. It's an IV bag, right. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ha! Ugh. Oh, if you remember back to <laughs> the death of Michael Jackson, <laughs> it came out that he would refer to the propofol as his milk because it was kind of a, a milky uh, colored liquid. So Michael Jackson oh, said that he needed to take some of his milk to fall asleep. Okay, so oh, geez. You know how they put the tape and a, and a, a little... cotton over yeah. when, when they... Mm-hmm. That's what it is, so it's got Michael Jackson DNA. I don't think she's implying... I Now I get what you're saying with the sploosh, that, that it was Michael Jackson yeah. DNA well, yeah. inside the bag. I think it's the propofol. <sighs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, All right. Dude, that's basically like flaunting the knife that killed somebody. Uh, it doesn't sound like she ran that by anybody. No. Hey, do you mind if I take this No. no she, I guarantee she kind of slinked over there, slid it into her purse, and then walked out. And she's like, mm-hmm, rest in peace, y'all. Gotta go. It does say... She seems to think this is the final IV that Michael Jackson used. It probably wasn't because LAPD detectives removed medical equipment from the crime scene hours after Michael passed away before Marsha even showed up. Well, she's got it up for auction, and Mm -hmm. she's hoping to get at least 
2500 uh, How the, much you want to bet she's got a bill that's like $2,500, yeah. and that's where she came up well, with that. Well, the auction runs until Saturday, and at last check, there are no bids. With yeah. entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Steve Kaplowitz uh, joins us from his mobile broadcast setup, which is in which room of the house, Steve? It's in a bedroom converted into an office. Mm, not in a closet. So it's nice. I was hearing from no, a lot of people. I'm not, uh, Steve's in a closet? Steve's, when are you coming God. out of the closet? There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. That's great. Hey, that so, is great. No, actually, I'm, I'm looking out, and I see my Italian cypress uh, trees to the left side of the house. It's nice. Fancy. Um, it is. It's a perfect. Uh, it's a perfect view to get things started today. So. Let's talk about uh, the miners. The miners are going to be on the road this week and next week, and I think there's a bye week, so it's it's something like a month before the right before or three weeks until the miners are back uh, at the Sun Bowl. I like the fact that you're leading off this uh, conversation with UTEP football. That is good, yeah. and that's the way it should be, because the Miners are 2-1, and one, and they've got Louisiana Monroe. Do you know the nickname of Louisiana Monroe, UTEP's opponents, this weekend? Uh, the Confederates. No. Uh, They're not the Confederates. The Overseers. I, I Incorrect. Have, you, I, you give up. Yeah, I do. I give up. They are the Warhawks. Okay. Well, I the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe. You would have. By the way, you're right. Uh, UTEP does not return home again until Saturday, October 17th, when they take on Southern Miss. They've got three of their next four games on the road. So they stay in Louisiana in a couple of weeks. They, they've got their bye week on October 3rd, like you mentioned. Then they play Louisiana Tech in uh, Ruston, Louisiana, on the 10th of October. Then Southern Miss at home. Then Charlotte on October 24th. But then they'll play three of their next four at home. So it's an interesting schedule this year for the Miners. If the Miners were to win on Saturday, they would be 3-1 and one for the first time in about a decade. Uh, oh, it since seems they like had such forever, good doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, do, are they underdogs on the road uh, against Louisiana Monroe? They are, as you should be expected. That's that's the that's definitely the key. By the way, you're right. UTEP started off um, five and one in 2010. So that's the last time you could say that happened. So it's been it would be 10 years. That was Mike Price, by the way, when he took him to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Remember that was when they played in the New Mexico Bowl against BYU and uh, had lost a 52-24 in a shootout. So um, yeah, this is uh, it's a big game for the Miners, no doubt. All right, so we'll a lot, have of, it for you, a lot of the, the talk about football. 12, yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Dang, I was trying to plug the station yeah, no, no. and you, you interrupted ahead. me. Uh, 12.30, we get underway on uh, Countdown to Kickoff with uh, John Teicher and Mike Pettis. 1.30 kick, UTEP, Louisiana Monroe, and that's going to be uh, airing on uh, 600 ESPN El Paso. So a lot of the conversation about UTEP football is, you know, what can we do to – to kind of change our luck or at least change uh, the direction the football program's uh, going in. So I want to talk to you about uh, Coach Deion Sanders and Mm. find out what you know. I'm not saying to get Deion Sanders to coach, but do you know the rumors that were going around about who might have been on his coaching staff? I do. It was a loaded coaching staff. Let me back up for a second. So Jackson State is a Division I school in Mississippi, 
and they are in mm-hmm. the FCS. Their last winning season was in 2013. Deion Sanders was hired as head coach of Jackson State. They're not playing until the spring because of COVID, so uh, he's not going to start until the spring. But what were the the rumors turned out not to be true? But what were the what were the rumors? Oh, the rumors were that um, Terrell Owens, Warren Sapp, it was going to be like a star-studded coaching staff. There was also a rumor that Brett Favre was going to be his new quarterback's coach. Because that one I hadn't heard. Brett Favre went to went somewhere in Mississippi, right? Oh, come on. You should know this. Uh, Mississippi State? Southern Miss. Southern Miss. They played the Miners in the 1988 uh, Independence Bowl that year. I knew, that was I got, when Bob look, Stoll took the Miners to the bowl. I got yeah. the I got the state right. So it turns out okay. that's not the not the truth. But uh, the the right Terrell Owens was going to be the wide receivers coach. Warren Sapp was going to be the defensive line coach. And then this pretty far out rumor that Brett Favre was going to be the quarterbacks coach, which would have been wild. But Deion Sanders denied it on Twitter, calling it absolutely wrong. But here's what Deion Sanders does say. That's true. He says that his coaching staff has been, and this is a direct quote, established for quite some time for the last several months. And he added, quote, the staff has 84 years combined of NFL coaching and playing experience. So although it's not Hall of Famers like Brett Favre, it sounds like he's going to tap into some former players and uh, you know people from his professional career. And uh, the, um, yeah. once again, the Tigers, uh, Mississippi, uh, excuse me, the uh, Jackson State Tigers don't start playing until the spring. Would this be a thing for a, a football program that's maybe down on their luck and really needs to change things around? Bring in a, a retired, high-profile athlete and then him load up his staff with prime-time athletes, at least it would get the fans motivated, you know, if not for the team, at least for the coaching staff. Okay, look, number one, (laughs) Deion Sanders is (laughs) underqualified as a college head coach. Okay, Mm -hmm. you have to understand that. You know, so that's – so he's he's basically getting this job just on name and status alone, okay? Okay. That's number one. Number two, just because you take a bunch of uh, high-profile former NFL players and you make them assistant coaches doesn't mean they can actually coach. And just because you get some, some players to come on board, you still have to develop and coach them. So this is going to be a really interesting um, situation because Dion wanted the Florida State job where he played his college ball. He didn't get it. He wanted the Arkansas job. He didn't get it. Well, this so is more of a SEC, starter. This is more of so a... So Jackson State's his backup school. There you go. And you know what the greatest line was from Deion? Did you hear what he said at the press conference? He said, God called me to Jackson State. <laughs> After FSU and Arkansas turned me down, then God called me. That's I, right. God said, God, don't worry, Deion, we've got back, we have backup plans for you. I guess so God, was, go. God was a no on Florida State and Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, God just didn't pick up. God just didn't pick up the phone to answer his call. This is, I think, what it comes. But, but he did return. At least he told him where to go in terms of this job. So but I'm good. talking about a team that is really out of luck, and just having a high-profile coach might attract recruits. You know, who would say, "Well, mm. you know, I'm on the fence about going to the school, but I was a big fan of, 
you know, whoever one of the coaches might be. I think it's Look, to think I give about. him a lot of credit about Dion. You know why I give Dion credit? Because he's all about kids thriving and succeeding. He's a very, very uh, popular motivational speaker. Um, he sponsors, he promotes youth sports. Uh, you know, years ago, he even helped Des Bryant when he was at Oklahoma State. So Dion's always been a yeah, champion. Yeah, that's why. For isn't that why Des Bryant got uh, Des Bryant got suspended because he had that dinner with Dion Sanders. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What he got suspended when he was in college for yeah, having he, dinner with Dion Sanders? Yeah. By the way, Deion uh, Sanders says that he's instructed his players not to call him Coach Sanders. He call him Coach Prime Time. Coach Prime. Oh, Coach Neon. Oh, really? Dion. Yeah. Dion has. So he doesn't want to be known yet. Prime. Coach Prime sounds like a transformer. Come on. So uh, you call him the Jackson State Autobots. <laughs> now, could we end up playing a team like Jackson State? That seems like a team we might. We might schedule somewhere down the road, right? I could see it. You never know. That would be interesting. Get butts in the seats. Deion Sanders, yeah, Deion Sanders coming here as the head coach for Jackson State. That put people in the seats. You know what? I agree. Now, one thing he said was, was recruiting is everything. And I agree with that because you're 100% right. And they did get a former uh, Mississippi State player to decommit the defensive back, and now he's he's going to Jackson State to play for primetime. So I am kind of interested to see, with all of his NFL connections and star power, what his recruiting pitch can deliver to Jackson State. That is interesting because if they if they bring in high quality players, then all of a sudden, you know, they you, might be able to do some things. Can you imagine sending an assistant coach who happens to be Brett Favre? to a living room sit-down with a potential quarterback, especially if they're from Mississippi or Wisconsin, for that matter. But it doesn't look like Brett, Sand- uh, Brett Favre is going to be on Deion Sanders' uh, coaching squad. No, we never know. I don't want to rain on anybody's parade, but I, I'm seeing how everybody, you know, after the Cowboys came back, which was amazing. I'm not going to deny it. I mean, it was unexpected and exciting and all that. But everybody's like... I'm not sure this bodes as well for the Cowboys season because remember they got down so far in that first quarter they that was a miracle. They're not going to pull off two miracles in this back to back and definitely probably not the same season. So But which Cowboy team do you think is the real Cowboy team? Do you think it's the one that made the mistakes and couldn't hold on to the football or do you think it's the Cowboy team that stared adversity right in the face and was able to come back from a huge deficit. It, there's a lot of guts there, definitely, but that's a question mark, right? Which well, is the listen, which is I have the an team. answer. I think it's a combination of both. Okay? I don't think that it's one or the other. I think it's definitely a mixed bag right now. But here's what I said yesterday on my show. The NFC East is awful. The Eagles are winless. The Giants are winless. Um, although Washington came back and beat Philly in week one, they were uh, pretty much annihilated by the Cardinals last weekend. So even if the Cowboys are average, they should still win the NFC East. I don't want to say going away, but this is not a good division. This is, an, this is a bad division right now. And all the Cowboys have to do is, is put together some, some good performances, and there shouldn't even be a question about first place. Well, I, I don't think, you agree? Well, I think a lot of fans are looking uh, ahead to 
not just making the playoffs, but then competing outside your division and, and hoping the Cowboys are able to do that. It's just not all based on being in an extremely weak division. Well, look, they play at Seattle. That's going to be a terrific test for them um, Sunday afternoon. And then they play the Browns, who looked better against the the Bengals. And then they've got a bad Giants team and a pretty good Cardinals team. So, team and then they go Saquon at Barkley. Washington. Yep, that's right. And then they go at Washington, at Philly. So, I mean, there are some there are some tougher games in there, but there are some very winnable games as well. I'm literally, I think the Seattle game is going to be great. Dallas Seattle late game on Fox. I think that's going to be terrific, don't you? Yeah, and, and that's both also coming, late game on KLQ. So they're both perfect. they're both coming off of really exciting wins. You know, you got to feel like there's a lot of a lot of juice right now uh, for both of these teams and. Sure, it's going to be it's going to be watched with great interest. I agree, Lisa. Uh, excuse uh, me, Joanne. I want to draw Joanna's yeah. attention. Make sure I got I got her listed. Uh-huh. Researchers say that fans of horror, yeah, may be better equipped to handle the pandemic. Ooh, and here's a quote uh, from I've the researchers. Seen it all already. <laughs> yeah, right. Horror fiction allows its audience to practice grappling with negative emotions in a safe setting. <laughs> Do you feel like you might be especially equipped to handle uh, the pandemic? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, they say experiencing negative emotions in a safe setting, such as during a horror film, might help individuals hone strategies for dealing with fear and more calmly dealing with fearful situations in real life. Oh. Does nice. That, does that sound like you? Yeah, kind of. And you're probably more comfortable wearing a mask. Because you get into Halloween so hardcore, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Well, we, we definitely listen to feedback, and for a while people have been saying you guys need to put more strippers on your website. So <laughs> Lisa did that. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to that, but you can go and see the post now at either buzzadamshow.com or kleq.com as... Strippers tell you why you need to get to the pole. P O L L. I got a few sound clips here, and I'm going to start. I don't know if Steve's still on the line with us, but there's one out of New I York. Am. You uh, you take the subway a lot when you're in New York, Steve, or do you? I think that's this? all I take. All yeah. I take is the subway. I you know I don't take the cabs anymore at all. I either walk or I take the subway. The cabs that's take forever. Pretty much it. Do you know what and they're the, expensive? Do you know yeah. what the who gets through uh, like Midtown Manhattan the quickest, faster than you can walk and faster than a cab can drive? Are those who? dudes on bicycles? Mm. What are those that's things that's called? That's pedicabs? pedicabs? Yeah, the guys on Listen, pedicabs can get you to your destination faster than any other form of of transportation in New York. Uh, I'm going to give your listeners some advice right now, and this is the best advice when you go into New York City by far. Okay, you spend um, like it's, I think it's like twenty or twenty-five bucks. You buy an unlimited subway pass for a week. They sell those. It's called the Metro Card. So get yourself a loaded week-long Metro Card. We can take as many subway rides as you want. Then download the subway map, and you'll know exactly which train to go from point A to point B the entire time you're there. Now, I will say that the last time I was in New York City, I dealt with the largest rats I've ever seen ah. underground, and they look like cats, not really rats. But oh um, And it was hilarious because as 
as they were going, some of New Yorkers don't even flinch. They're like, oh yeah, it's just the you know subway rats. Like they they like they're like you know they're, they're so used to it they don't care. But as long as that doesn't bother you, I'm telling you, uh, subway is the way to travel uh, for New York transportation. Well, there are some drawbacks depending on which. Have you ever been on the A? I've been on every. You've been on subway the. You've, line you've been on the A line. I have. Okay. I've been on the B and the C and the D, and I've been on the the number uh, the number four, <clears throat> the number two, the number nine. Yes. They're not good when they get crowded. If you are a claustrophobic person, you're not going to do well because people in New York are just used to cramming in to levels that people from a wide open state like Texas are just not used to. There's a, a smell a lot of times. So if if you're especially, you know, sensitive to smell, there's that. But uh, New York City is is going to officially ban defecating on subway trains. I would have I thought that was something that was already banned. Me too. Uh, their current set of rules only ban public urination but they're going to officially ban defecating. So they talked to some New Yorkers. Should have taken advantage before it was a law. <laughs> right? If I'd have known I could just poop on a train without getting in trouble, yeah. what am I holding it for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here are some New Yorkers responding to the news that New York is going to officially ban pooping on subways. Was that Tracy Morgan? That's exactly like Tracy Morgan, didn't it? Go the train doing your business. By the way, is this? Did they mean the actual subway A train or the character from The Boys? And he just likes to go the way of Odell Beckham Jr. He'll 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 explode your girlfriend if you're not careful. Uh, We've got a story here. It's an update on a woman who had called nine one one, asking for a fireman to be sent so that he could put out the fire in her private area with his big hose. Oh. (laughs) Katrina Morgan, age 50, uh, pled guilty to disorderly conduct, which is a misdemeanor. This is a connection to a late-night 911 call in May. Ms. Morgan, if you can see the the screen, I have her, her mug shot up here says that she had been drinking on the night in question when she called 911 to ask that a firefighter be dispatched and that he bring his big hose with him. I have the actual call in question, uh, if you would like to hear it. Let me hear it. I had to edit out the... uh, She uses a uh, uh, word that we're not allowed to use on the radio for for her uh, private parts. But like private parts, it does start with a P. I think I need to point out, this is a 50-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. You know, because it sounds like okay. something... Is there, like, is it, it's like a group of teenagers prank calling It sounds somebody. like a bunch of teenage boys uh, doing prank calls. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
See, if you're going to prank, don't, first of all, don't prank 911. But if you are doing a prank, make sure you have a follow up for whatever possible reaction you might get, yeah. would be my advice. Uh, to this, I mean, my main advice would be don't. Yeah, the 911 operator's like, okay, I need an address. I need an address. You ought to be able. She's all, can you tell me what exactly is on fire? No, she said. Yeah, to, my address is 6969 Tuna Trail Lane. Gross. Oh, <laughs> After tracking uh, the woman down. <laughs> Seriously. What, the, what are you doing? Oh, Steve. I love when you're here. I'm just saying, you know, she was in the middle of a prank. She was already going to get in trouble for it. She might as well have something ready to go. That's just lazy. After tracking the woman down at her friend's residence, so, yeah, she was with some friends, and somebody probably dared somebody. Police took her into custody, but not without a struggle. It was only after an officer removed his taser that an agitated Katrina Morgan relented and got into the rear of their police cruiser. Uh, What's that? Uh, just, no, just her in general. She's like, okay, okay. I said fireman. <laughs> did not say fireman. And uh, one of those batons. Finally, uh, some strippers <laughs> put out a video encouraging people to vote and uh, they did it with the help of some music. Uh, b- get your booty to the polls. <laughs> <laughs> And you can see the video, which has a lot of shaking. Yeah. And a lot of bumping and grinding, a lot of twerking going on. And that is And you can find out who the girls are from the video, too. You're welcome. You can go and see that at klaq.com or at buzzadamshow.com. Have a great Thursday. Big Friday show for you tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. So long.